So you know I love a a good Guinness world record attempt. Yeah, those are pretty much a staple of the show now at this point. Yeah, and and usually it involves some human being. Is it the same dude from before? Who's no. Done it like, okay, it's a new guy? Usually it involves some human being who's doing some kind of uh, activity that's like non-traditional, like eating the most cheese wedges in a minute or right. what, whatever. Uh, but n- not as frequent uh, are when your world records are um, like roads. Roads? So the, a, a town in uh, Wales is vying to, uh, to take the title of the world's steepest street from New Zealand. Oh. From a town in New Zealand. Um, the town of Dunedin, New Zealand. Okay, currently... so there's a, t- there's a town in New Zealand where they filmed Lord of the Rings <laughs> called Dunedin. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but D-U-N-E-D-I-N. Right, I need it to be Dunedin. That's what I need. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that... obviously not what it is, but... So it currently holds the, the world record with a uh, disappointingly named Baldwin Street. What? Which has a 35% gradient at its steepest point. Uh, so you're huffing and puffing trying to get up there. Um, but, but. Like, I think about the steepest streets that I've seen in my life, and I've seen some pretty steep streets, but this one's steeper than the steepest street I've ever seen. That's an impressive steep street. Yeah. Say that 10 times fast. Uh, but Welsh resident Gwyn. Or say Welsh 10 times fast. <laughs> Gwyn Headley says a street in his native Harlech Gwynedd, Wales. So I'm thinking Gwyn is a long, long-time resident of the town. Like, the county's name is Gwynedd. His name's Gwyn. I don't know. Anyways, he's saying that his street is even steeper. How are you doing it in Wales? Is, like, Harlech the county, Gwynedd the city? Like, how does that go? Is it, like, city, county, country? You know what? It's probably, like, city, uh, shire, mm-hmm. and then country. Sure. I don't know. So he's asking Guinness to come and measure their street because he's claiming at its steepest point there is a thirty-six percent uh, gradient. Why are we trusting this guy? Well, obviously Guinness is going to have to come out, and they're doing it this week. How often do you think a guy gets like a gets a fax at Guinness or like gets an email, and he's like, "Oh, I have to go to Wales and do what again?" <laughs> I can't imagine working for Guinness and like they must have unlimited resources because they have there are there have to be millions of Guinness records. I mean, if we're measuring street incline and uh, how fast you can eat peas and um, number of bottles you can balance on your nose and all the other weird stuff that Guinness tracks. Uh, yeah, they must get requests, thousands of requests daily from someone trying to break a, a currently established Guinness record. And how do you vet that? Like, how do you how do you know that this 36 degree street might even be viable? I guess you just have to go over there and check it out. And like you, you said, go, the resources must be crazy. And how is Guinness making money? They, I know they sell those books. But yeah, I bought a book once when I was like 10. Yeah. So, so everyone, our, our, everyone probably has bought one book in their life. So if everyone on the planet buys one Guinness World Record book in their lifetime, is that going to be enough to keep the machine going? Apparently, because they're going strong. They also sell alcoholic beverage. Maybe that keeps them employed. Okay. And so... Uh, so You're just going to move right on from that. Okay, go ahead. We'll just let that sit. So, the, so they're surveying the street this week, and, and oh, I hope to provide a successful update 
in a, in a forthcoming show that we have we now have a new world's steepest street. I'm on pins and needles. I couldn't care less. This is Subjectively Correct Sports, the only show in the known universe featuring David and Anthony talking about sports and other stuff like Guinness World Records that I will never understand. There has to be some, like, pathway in the Himalayas or something that is steeper than 36 degrees. Like, what qualifies as a street? I'm sorry, this all should have been before. We're moving on to sports now. Subscribe to our podcast, which you're listening to right now, hopefully. You can get some of our videos that we post, shows. Uh, we'll if you're pop up not on listening to this right now and you hear us speaking, I have no idea what's going on. Yes, this has happened before on the show, and now I'm deeply embarrassed. You can visit our website at subjectivelycorrect.com. You can email the show at subjectivelycorrect at gmail.com. We love to hear from our fan, so if you're out there, fan, let us know if there are any weird news stories or anything in sports you want to talk about, or give us your opinions so I can tell you why you're wrong. Just check in, fan. We miss you. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard from the fan in a while. Who's Kevin? <laughs> Kevin in Detroit. I don't even know if he's in Detroit. I just know he likes Detroit. He loves Detroit. And he agrees with me that Barry Sanders is one of the best football players ever and could play any position and be better, and be better than the, the slop the Lions are putting out now. What a unique take that is. Barry Sanders one of the best football players ever. Well, I, no, it's, what I mean is, okay, what I mean is, like what Kevin said, you remember Kevin? Do you remember Kevin? Yeah. So Kevin was like, Barry Sanders could play all the positions and it would be better than, than what the Lions have now. I, I have not heard that take before. I have not heard of multi... I, I, haven't, I had not heard the take of cloning Barry Sanders and turning him into your entire offense. That's, I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's like... Yeah. So if you could, if you could take any player, current NFL player, Ooh. and clone them... This would be good for basketball, too. This is easy for basketball because it's LeBron James. Yep. But if you could... Or Giannis. Yeah, Matt, that's, or, that was my next Or thing. Kevin Durant. Or Kevin Durant. There, there's a handful that you could probably do it and, and, and have a formal, formidable team. They have, to be, they, they have to be, like, minimum 6-8. Yeah, but imagine imagine having five James Hardens. <laughs> On any given night, two of them are going to be hot and making every step-back jumper they shoot and getting fouled. Here's the thing, though. It's like having more of James Harden, you only need one. Like, he can take on like one versus four, one versus five. That's true. He doesn't he does. really need teammates. He needs him for defense. <laughs> Play defense and get out of my way. You, you could you could just let him handle the ball the, the entire possession down the court and only have some shooters around him just to keep the defense honest enough. Right. And then you need, you need each of them to shave their beard a little differently <laughs> so you know which one is which. Would they all be 13? I think you just dye their hair differently. Right? Different, oh, <laughs> James Harden, you know that little... Yellow streak that some players put in their hair. You know what I'm talking about? James Harden should do that on his beard. Okay, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? I know Dennis Schroeder, who was playing in Atlanta. I think he's in, uh, is he in Utah now. I don't mm-hmm. know. Google that. I don't know. But he had that little yellow streak in his hair. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And now I think uh, Capella, Clint Capella born, does born it. With that? Maybe not. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Very few, very few people are born with a random yellow streak in their hair. <laughs> So yeah, football. It'd probably be. A, would it be like a super athletic quarterback? Would it be? Oh, there are lots of there are lots of receivers that yeah. are also really great quarterbacks that were like play quarterback in high school, a little bit in college, so they could throw the ball well enough. Yeah. But then you know you, you need that mix. The of, offensive um, line would get blown up. You, you need that mix of size and speed. I think Travis Kelsey. Yeah, not a bad pick. Yeah, I think it would an have athletic, to be a tight end. an athletic tight end. That's what you'd have to go with. Kittles, my boy Kittles in, in San Francisco. 
Oh, they have players still in San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And they, well, not current. No, no one's playing football out there currently. Yeah. Right? Are they playing this weekend? Who, the Niners? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some of them are playing Madden. <laughs> I don't know. Who is playing this weekend? I don't know. Mm. I've had a weird day. Okay. I don't want to get into it, Yeah. but I've had a weird day. <laughs> Me too. I had my mouth operated on. You made that sound so much like more intense than it was. <laughs> Tell the people what really happened. Uh, I got two crowds. Yeah, so it's like, uh, whatever. I was Some really hoping. procedure. Oh, mm. When you... <laughs> Gosh, when you when you texted me and told me you were having dental work done, I was really hoping you would be coming to do the podcast like completely on cloud nine. Yeah, like I think um, if if I would have been mic'd up for the the first ten minutes of the nitrous oxide, it may have been an entertaining show. Well, I know you you sent a picture out to the family yeah. of you like with the gas on and everything. And, yeah. And, how were you feeling when you took that picture? What was going through your head? Take us back. Take us through that. I was extremely relaxed. Were you? Slightly tingly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even ask for it. All of a sudden, like, they put it on. I think I'd signed, I definitely had signed, a, like, a consent, but I didn't, like, realize all of a sudden it was coming, and then, boom. It was, it was happy time for a little while. Did you feel pain? Uh, they novocaine you, and they, they and they they did it all. Yeah, wow. everything but put me to sleep. So, I uh, I guess I recommend it because no, I didn't feel a thing. There you go. That's yeah. the way to do it. So next time I'm getting a crown put in, I'll, I'll get the Montague package. Mm. So we uh, when we were recording on Monday, the the uh, college football playoff championship uh, was going on, and yeah. it was uh, it started off close. It started off as a very back and forth offensive game it was 14 13 at one point because alabama missed an extra point uh-huh. and then it was 14 16 alabama and uh and th- off a field goal and that would be the last time alabama scored uh the entire game they didn't score at all in the second half yeah and uh clemson went on to score 30 more points so they ended up, what was it, 44 16? I yeah. Think. Something like that. Which, uh, if you had that, you were the one person who had yes. that. No, and I think some people predicted maybe that Clemson would win. Mm-hmm. And they were like being rebels. Right? Yeah, I think, I think the, the two like legitimate opinions beforehand were Alabama route or close game and toss up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think anyone was anticipating the first play from scrimmage or the first pass being a pick six right. for Tua. And uh, he got the name Tua Turn the Ball Over oh. on social media and stuff, which is kind of unfair considering what he's been through this entire year, like how well he's played, I mean. I mean, he was considered for the Heisman, and he should have been, rightfully so. But the Clemson defense just shut them down. They, they looked incapable of moving the ball. Not like they just weren't moving the ball, but they were. it looked like they were incapable of moving it, which is crazy because they didn't have a game within 20 points all season. Yeah, if there's anything I learned from the documentary, uh, document documentary. I don't know. What is you... that how you? Is that the word for the uh, a film that shows something that's true? Documentary. Yeah. Why is that's... it so hard for you right now? Are you sure that gas is still in you right <laughs> Docu... now? That doesn't. That sounds like a fake word. Okay. I, it is a real word. <laughs> okay. If I've okay, and if there's anything I've learned from the documentary. Is that that's actually a word? What do you okay? Well, finish what you're saying so I can know if you're using it correctly. <laughs> the movie, the movie documentary. Remember the Titans. That's not a documentary. 
uh, if there's anything I learned from that 100% accurate film, it's nope. that you cannot beat a team that features a quarterback with golden locks and is perfectly centered on his chi, as Trevor Lawrence is. The freshman quarterback. The guy who was playing high school football last year, who's like 6'6", 200 and whatever pounds, but is... 20 or something, 220. He's got an NFL pro body right now as a 19-year-old. He should be playing in the NFL next year. Unfortunately for him, fortunate for Clemson, uh, he has to play two more years in college. Right, and of, and of course, he's, he needs to fill out a little bit more. He needs to fill out his frame a little bit more to be like an NFL-sized quarterback, but he's definitely yeah. tall enough, but he's got that skill set, obviously. But how unfair is it for him that he can't go into the NFL now, even if he was a backup for a couple years, and learning from getting the pro-style reps, getting, the, getting paid, he has to go and risk his body week after week in the college game yeah, Mama and Papa Lawrence, I don't care how much it costs, you take out an insurance policy on everything from hair to toe. Especially the hair. Start with the Start hair. Start with the hair. Get a hair endorsement. Keep it under wraps so he doesn't get kicked out of college. But How do you keep a hair endorsement under wraps? <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you sell something and keep it under wraps? Like, I represent head and shoulders, but you're not on a commercial or anything. Photo, exactly. Photoshop a different face onto the body. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, but you, you take out the biggest insurance policy you can, and uh, hope he makes, hope he, he survives the next two years uninjured, and you get all that money back plus, right? But in the in the unfortunate event that we've actually seen too many times, where a star who cannot go to the NFL yet is injured and then never goes to the NFL, hopefully that does not happen to Trevor Lawrence. Right, and I always get I always get uncomfortable when people call out or get angry at kids for sitting out bowl games and it's like oh yeah that that, that drives it's, me nuts because it's like unless it's the national championship like who really cares right i mean the rest of these bowl games don't feel like they matter as much as they used to now that we have the college football playoff right we have those right. we have those uh four teams that really feel like they matter and they've had a chance to win the national championship those bowl games feel like they matter mm-hmm. but then the rest who cares if a kid sits it out i mean Especially these kids that come from nothing and are thinking well, about paying, like buying their family a house that they've never had one, stuff like that. Who are you to say what they should do with their investment, with their asset? Because their yeah. body is their asset. That's how, they, that's how they're going to make their money. And I think this is actually one of the strongest arguments for expanding the college football playoff to six or eight teams is that you have so many of these premier teams with that, that didn't make the college football playoff that have their stars sitting out um, because they're making a business decision yeah. that, that it's just not worth it. They're already projected to go to be a top five or first round draft pick. So there's nothing to gain from a, a, a real, a good performance right. on national television. And so, so yeah, I completely understand why, why you would sit out. And if you want them to play, make the game matter. Right. And so make it six teams, make it eight teams, get the top ten in there, and the players will be more likely to play because there's actually something uh, to play for. Absolutely. 100% agree. Also, you could maybe find a way for these players to make a little bit of money, like through endorsement deals or jersey sales. Oh, there's tons something. of ways you can get them on. Just let the boosters play, pay them. I mean, yeah. I think we've, we've had this conversation before. We're very pro-pay play, the player. 
right? I think they're it was ge- they're generating so much money anyway. So. Yeah, there were, there was what there was a tweet. I'm gonna get the numbers all wrong, but it was like Dabo Sweeney went from making nine thousand dollars as a graduate assistant at Alabama per year and, and and now he's making 200 and something thousand dollars a day as yep. the as the uh clemson head coach and uh and uh the players are still making zero right, right. and everyone that's arguing about these students are getting a free education and stuff like that yeah. man i don't what they're making the university is worth so much more than the education they're getting at that university yeah well and and they still some of those players and a lot of those players will still graduate with debt with with because yeah they get room and board but they're not allowed to work so i mean if they want to have a car they want to fill up a car with gas like where are they getting money to do that right you well i think the dirty secret is boosters yeah it's, or, it's or happening Adidas. ask the vampire ask the vampire rick patino yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things where we have laws, and it's not. It's not a law, right? It's an NCA rule. But where you you have these rules or laws where there's an activity that the only reason it's wrong is because there's a rule against it. Yeah. Right. If there weren't a rule against it, it wouldn't be wrong. Right. But but the there's certain things that you know killing. Okay. Whether or not there's a rule against it, that's wrong. Everyone knows that's wrong, right? But giving money to someone. In most situations, that's a good thing, right? Wait, you've done something that's made a lot of money. You should get a piece of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Unless but, you're playing but, college But sports. there's a system in place that, oh, it makes it bad and wrong, and you should feel bad that you did that. Right. We need to. What frustrates me is we keep calling it an amateur sport, but it's an amateur sport that generates billions of dollars a year. Billions. Yeah. With a B, yeah. as in billions. Yeah, the, What's crazy is like the organizers of some of these bowl games will make millions of dollars, right? Like you're making that much money to put on a game that you're not playing in. You're like, <laughs> what? What are what are they actually doing? You they're, mean like the college football teams? No, no, no. I'm saying the, like the, like the organization that puts on like the Orange Bowl. Gotcha. Right. So like, like the you Verizon had to Orange pick bowl, 15 oranges. Here's your million dollars. <laughs> Thanks for organizing this game. So the winner of the SEC who doesn't go to the college football playoff, and the winner of the Big Ten are going to play in this bowl game, and uh, we're going to get paid a bunch of money. Who's in? <coughs> we could do that. We could do that. So switch to the NFL a little bit. We'll stick with football, but we'll go to the NFL. Uh, <laughs> that was my transition. Uh, I think they did. Did they used to do that on Edge NFL Matchup? Maybe. Like every Sunday morning we're watching Edge NFL Matchup. It's like, okay, Throw it out. Jaworski would be in New York, of course, talking about the Jets or the Eagles. Where is Jaworski? What's he know. up to these days? Hopefully, he's retired and living a great is he life. Okay, hopefully, he's, he's alive, right? Oh, I don't know. Did you just did you just kill Jaws? R.I.P. Jaws. I hope that's not really the case. But uh, they always throw it over to uh, Sal Palantonio, ESPN. Hold on, hike, and then it would be Jaws talking about the Jets. Okay, so anyway, uh, the games. This weekend in the NFL are going to be fun. Colts and Chiefs is going to be great because you have the Aw Shucks quarterback and the the Bayou Swamp Monster quarterback. The the Aw Shucks, Aw Shucks, like a Shucks. Oh, you always look for Jack Doyle. Rah, rah, rah. Right? What is that? Who? What's that? Rah, rah. Oh, sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> the alien from Independence right? Day. Sugar. Not Independence Day. Uh, Men in Black. And water. The, 
the the funny Independence Day. <laughs> More. Oh. More. <laughs> That's a good show. Your wife does a good impression of that. Yes. Yeah, she's great at that. She's so good the Colts Chiefs games will be interesting. The Colts offensive line has been dominating people. Oh, is Jaws alive? Is uh, still, still alive? alive yep. Good. Okay. Awesome. Sixty-seven years old. Going strong. Haven't seen him on TV in a while. Anyway. Hey. Huh. He's the chairman and executive committee of the Arena Football League. How about that? Interesting. Huh. Uh, where's John Clayton? Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah, look that up real quick. So we're doing uh, Chiefs-Colts. Excited about that game. Cowboys-Rams. I'm hoping for a Rams blowout because all of my students are huge Cowboys fans. And I just want them to see that, like, yes, they, they beat... Uh, the Seahawks last week, but no one was super excited about the Seahawks season anyway, right? So it wasn't that big of a win. And now they're playing the Rams and everyone knows the Rams are great. And everyone knows the Rams defense is amazing. And that Sean McVay is a great offensive coach. So I think the Rams will win that game. Chargers Patriots. And that is going to be fun. The, the inter- going back real quick, real quick to the, to the Rams. But I've moved okay. on. I know real quick though. The, oh, okay. The, 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 so the Rams are, are still f- fairly new to LA and the Cowboys have a pretty national fan base and so there are some they're America's team David there, oh, yeah, sorry I started yawning when you said that there, weird there are, there are some predictions that the crowd will be like a 50-50 Rams Cowboy fans and I think when like Green Bay visited it was like 2080 which you know who, who knew Green Bay traveled well right so I just I just wonder if 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 that affects the game at all probably not but but we'll see i mean you're playing it's not like there's gonna i don't think there's gonna be bad weather there may be some rain i think last uh last forecast i think it's i think it's pretty rare when the crowd actually affects the outcome of a game you know what i mean i think that happens less often than the fans like to think i think we just love the idea that our passion and our yelling somehow disrupted the other team and spurned our team to victory when really has nothing to do with what we were yelling i mean the the seahawks crowds that would like drown out the quarterback's audibles mm-hmm. that's one thing like disrupting the communication of the offense so they can't even hear like the call so that they have to do the thing where they like lift their foot up to let the center know to snap it and stuff like that yeah that'll disrupt the team yeah. but it very rarely means a win for okay. the other team you know all right sorry so going back to chargers patriots this is the chargers patriots this is like the only game of the weekend where i really care about who wins oh and uh who do you want to win Old Phil Rivers. Yeah, old Phil. I want I want an old Phil and 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 Foles Magic Super Bowl. So you want so your your ideal Super Bowl is homeless Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles, Phil Rivers, Nick Foles, and who do you want to win? Your dream scenario is Foles winning, right? Yeah. No, well, I mean, I think it would be a cool story, but I want I want Rivers to win. I, I'd love for him to get a Super Bowl. I think I mean, he play he plays so well. Yeah. And this, you know what would happen if he won a Super Bowl this year? Everything would change about the way we talk about Philip Rivers to him being one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. Yeah. Which I don't feel like he he should get that talk because he is that good, and the numbers absolutely show that. But no one talks about him that way. He wins a Super Bowl, and all of a sudden he becomes like. An well, amazing elite quarterback. He's he's in the draft class of Eli Manning and Roethlisberger, each of each of which have two Super Bowls. Or does Roethlisberger have three? I think I think they both have two. And yeah. well, don't get me started on on Big Ben right now. And Rivers doesn't have any of the postseason success of the other two, but I think he's he has all, if not more, of the talent. Definitely more than Eli. Yes, absolutely. And um and and he's probably had the better career from a passing standpoint and 
it's just it's just unfortunate that his teams haven't been able to to have the success of, of some of the other ones. Um, and frustratingly, they had t- they tied for the best record in the AFC, right? Uh, they were they were eleven and five, and so were they, the uh, eleven and they either tied or one game. They may have been one game back of the Chiefs, right? But they they had a better record than the Colts, better record than the Titans, yeah, yeah, better than the right. all of them, right? And yet they have to travel from L.A. or wherever they are, California, yeah. well, to well, New England to right. play the Patriots in January. And, yeah, that's that sucks for them, man. To yeah. have a season as good as they did, surprising everybody, and now they're playing the Patriots. In Gillette Stadium, which right. sucks. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots haven't traveled well this year, which is a weird thing for the Patriots, but they've had a good season at home. And so you can never count out the Patriots ever. They're like, when LeBron James is in the playoffs, I always bet on LeBron until he gets to the finals. Right. That's just smart. That's just reading the trends, right? And the Patriots is the same kind of thing. I would love for this scenario to play out where the Colts beat the Chiefs. Yeah. And the Chargers mm-hmm. beat the Patriots. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. And the Chargers host the AFC Championship. That's not how that would work. Isn't it? No, because the Chiefs are the number one seed. I'm saying the Colts beat the Chiefs. Oh, the Colts beat the Chiefs. The got Colts you, got beat you, got the you. Chief, yeah, yeah. Which I think is possible. The Chief, the Colts are riding an amazing streak right now. I think they're what they're 11 and 1 or 10 and they 1. They started the season 1 and 5. Yeah, and and they're and they've got one loss over their last whatever 10, 11, 12 games. And uh and they they look really good. I mean, we talked about them last week. We we praised them last week and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go into Arrowhead Stadium and beat the Chiefs. And if they did, and if old Phil Rivers works some magic, and beats Tom Brady, the Chiefs will be hosting the AFC Championship. The Colts, you mean? Yes. No, the 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 Chargers. Chargers. I'm okay. sorry. The Chargers. There, there are too many C names. We have Cowboys. We have Chargers. The we have San Chiefs, Diego have Chargers Colts. of Los Angeles. <laughs> the LA the LA Angels of Anaheim. That's right. Is that what you were going for that joke there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I feel like. Something to watch out for in the Colts game. A lot of the experts are saying the reason the Colts were able to shut down the Texans is because they disguised their coverages so well. That might confuse a young quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes is pretty special, and Andy Reid isn't a slouch. Like Andy Reid is a brilliant offensive yep. coach, so I don't think I don't think the Chiefs' offense will have the same struggles as the Texans' offense did. Um, I it could be a close game though. I think it could go either way, like you said, but I do give a little bit of an edge to the Chiefs, which means absolutely nothing. But I said it. And I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah, I'm sure they care. And then Saints-Eagles. This is your route of the weekend. You think so? I think if any game is a route, it's this one. And 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 the Saints routed them earlier in the season. Too. Yeah. But granted, I don't, I don't know. Was I don't know if Foles was playing then. It may have been Wentz. <laughs> the Foles night. <laughs> but the, the Eagles offensive line is now healthy. The Eagles offensive line is healthy, and that happened to coincide with Nick Foles taking over as quarterback. So it's hard to know... Which came first, the chicken or the egg here? Oh, the eagle or the egg. Dang it, what a missed opportunity. I feel terrible. Yeah. I feel, I'm legitimately <laughs> upset at myself right now. So we don't know what came first. Uh, Foles coming in or the offensive line getting healthy and starting to play better, right? So the last time they played, it was Eagle 7, Northern Saints 48. Yeah, and that was that was week, uh, what was that, week 10 of the season. So I think Foles probably was in by then. No, Wentz was still playing. Oh, that was a that was the three pick game for him, wasn't it? Oh wow! Yuck! Was that his last game of the season? I don't know. 
All I know is a lot of people in Philadelphia the want Sa- Foles in all the time. <laughs> the Saints may end two Philadelphia quarterback seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they might. Gosh. So anyway, that's that's the NFL this week. Uh, it's hard to do predict. It, it's hard to predict NFL stuff, and it really, when it comes right down to it, what we say means nothing. You know, because I think we all had the the Bears double doinking a field goal to lose to the Eagles at the end. We all called that. Also, so. lay off, lay off, poor Parky man. Dude, the ball was blocked. The ball was blocked. The stat has officially been changed. You know that? Oh really? They officially changed the stat after the review and stuff like that. So, it, I mean, I don't think Chicago fans are going to let it go though. But if you you see the ball gets tipped a little bit. Do you think it's going to move the ball four inches to the left maybe? Is that possible? Of course. That ball was probably going to go in. Yeah. So that poor guy. And he got all the blame for it, which sucks for him. And the people that are saying things like saying things like you have one job, and that's to make that field goal. Yeah. And that's, I don't feel sorry for him. I think it was Rex Ryan that said that. It's like, man... Maybe, maybe what a, what a jerk thing to say. Yeah, maybe at home you should try and put up more than 15 points. There you right? go. Did, did he have like all of their points? <laughs> five field goals he probably all was their leading scorer of the game i haven't checked that's great yeah that's a good point though like what more do you want the guy to do the poor guy and it was blocked anyway so back off the guy uh he had a field goal blocked at the end of a game and guys that are going after him and saying you have one job well there were 52 other guys on that team that had jobs to do too all you have to do is be the best defense in the league and stop nick Foles from scoring a touchdown at the end of the game you couldn't do that oh and then stop the two-point conversion oh you couldn't do that so was it two-point conversion at the end? It was. They did a two-point conversion to win the game, didn't they? The Eagles? Mm, that game was so... The remember. scoring was so weird remember. in that game, I don't even remember. But anyway, we're talking about a game from last week. We have games going on in just a couple days. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. The conference championships so, is when it'll get real fun. Yeah, so he kicked three field goals and uh, scored nine points off those field goals. And uh, so, yeah, he was a leading scorer for the, the Bears. Back off the guy. Fly, Eagles, fly. So, Anthony, the uh, hit children's song out of Korea, Baby Shark, is on the Billboard Top 100. Wow. Hey, did you see uh, LeBron's Instagram post of his family doing it? No. So his family's doing it, and he, he like looks at the camera and is like, what? Like, I have no idea what's going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. There you go. So, uh, all that to say... It's time for the Fantastic Five Stories of the Week, a segment I have come to adore. Anthony, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm always ready. Let's hit us. Hit us with the Fantastic Five headlines or the Fantastic Five Stories of the Week. Uh, Why did I say that like a broadcaster? <laughs> Coming to you live now from Anthony's office in his home. It's the Fantastic Five Stories of the Week. Anthony, throw it over. To you. Okay. Uh, have you heard of the the dating app Bumble? No. Is it like for Transformers? I don't really know. I've Bumble not. Bumblebee joke. I've not. Bumblebee joke. Got it. Bumblebee joke. Got it. Okay. You said Transformers, and in my head, I heard uh, something else, and so I did not want to go down that that path. Gotcha. And uh, anyways, that is that's a credit to you funny joke thank you all right you can talk uh, now <laughs> so I, I i've never I've, I've never used it i've had no need for a dating app usually happily, you, happily married man that i am usually when you bumble around it's not a good thing like <laughs> yeah. when i think of a bumbler i think of rex ryan <laughs> i think of someone who's bumbling around the league and like losing in buffalo every week well it bumble I, it, bumble, bumble stumble chris berman 
Whoop! So I think the Whoop! app is perfectly named then for this story. To Chris uh, Berman? No. You, okay. So so an Oklahoma woman using so I guess how this works is that the the woman has to interact with the guy first. So the guy I, I guess guys can't just like message all of the the girls they they think are good looking on the app, right? Okay. So the girl has to actually make the first contact. Interesting. Okay. And uh, and so this a woman reached out to a guy in Oklahoma, both Oklahomans in the same general area, and um, they started up a conversation. And he asked her how she was doing, and she said, "Good, I just shot a big old buck, like a a big deer, right?" And um, unbeknownst to her, who she was chatting with was Oklahoma game uh, warden Cannon Harrison. And Wait, the game warden in Oklahoma's <laughs> first name is Cannon? Yes. Um, and so so Cannon um, astutely uh, noted without saying it that hunting season had ended. Oh, no. Yeah. And so he dug a little deeper, asked her some more questions about her hunt, and eventually she sent him a picture. Oh, no. And uh, using that picture and yep. her first name yep. and social media. Sure. Was able to track her down. Of course. The, uh, I think it was the next day or a few days later. Wouldn't take long. The Oklahoma uh, Wildlife uh, Department of Wildlife Conservation authorities came to uh, this woman's home. And mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if they arrested her. I don't know if you get arrested for something like that. But Probably she a was, hefty fine for Yeah, sure. she was fined uh, $2,400. Called it. Whoa. Yeah. She did pay the fine. Mm-hmm. So she did not, she avoided jail time. But did he pay for dinner? Uh, no. So uh, instead of the uh, romantic date out on the town, she got a date in court. But um, ching. This is a fantastic story, number two. Uh, coming to you from Las Vegas. Nice. Okay. So we've talked before about how uh, robots and technology, AI, uh, is going to take over the world and rise up against us in, in just a matter of years. That's what all the movies tell me. Yeah. Uh, well, I Skynet. think I think we've discovered one way. I robot. One way to make this uh, not happen, or at least to, to keep it from happening uh, for a long time. The Matrix. Have Furbies. the robots fight each other. I'm listening. Okay. So CES, this consumer electronics show in Vegas, they do every year where they, they uh, all these electronics companies come and they unveil their new products and future products. You've right? been there, right? You've been at CES? I don't think so. Who, who do I know that's been there? I don't know. I have not been there. Hey, listener, if you've been there and you're the one that I'm thinking about, let me know. So there's a, so it takes over Las Vegas for a week and um, lots, lots of cool tech around and, and, uh, there was this one Russian robotics company that had their what they call Promobot. It's this autonomous robot um, out kind of like on a street uh, that like leads up to one of the convention centers, right? Okay. And it's, I guess, like waving at people and stuff as they drive in. Hello, I am a Russian robot <laughs> and stuff like that. Everything was going well for... Uh, for Russian bot. Uh, <laughs> a Russian bot? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Everything was going well for this Russian bot until a autonomous self-driving Tesla crushed it. <laughs> yes. 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 So the Tesla, I guess, is designed to avoid humans. Yes. But will destroy other AI. That is the only way that story could have ended. That is all the script writers in the room were like, I don't see any other way this could end. 
Bob, what if we tried? Nope, nope. This is how it has to end. The Tesla has to hit the Russian robot. There's video of it, and you see the the um, the, you see one of the the the, the Russian robot man, uh, handlers run over <laughs> run, <laughs> run over to the robot and try and like lift it up. But apparently, it was a complete loss. It, the robot was a total loss. The robot was totaled. It, yes, have the been, Tesla fare. The Tesla kept on driving. Yes, it, was it fine. did. Yes, yeah. it did. It accomplished its mission and it kept going. Yeah, it did not slow down at all. Wait, wait. So Tesla's an American company, right? Uh huh. So a Russian robot is yes. in America gathering all sorts of data, mm-hmm. and an American-built car runs it over and wait, takes off, wave, waving at cars as they go by, saying, "I will crush you." Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the American car runs it over and keeps going. Yeah. Uh, the Cold War is alive and strong, people. And we're winning. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Cute robot. Can it handle a car? Don't think so. Even a sissy little Tesla. Like, imagine if it was like a an American car, like a Chevy or a Ford truck. Yeah. You can't even tackle our Teslas. What about a Hummer? Think about that. Hummer would just dominate all those Russian robots. Could you? There's nothing scarier than a self-driving Hummer. I think oh, it's gonna hit. That hits, it's gonna hit everything. Yes, if it wouldn't just hit the robot, it would like decimate the robot but, and then drive through the Bellagio fountain, but right through it. But it wouldn't be claimed that those are accidents. That those would be called features, right? A feature. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shifting to Europe, um, in the in the quiet uh, town of. Uh, Get it? I believe in you. Oh, I believe in you. I believe in you. Got this. You got this. You got this. Mm, mm, where is this quiet town? Ah, Westonen. Westonen, Germany. Um, apparently a, a, a chocolate manufacturer uh, named Dreimeister Chocolate. Uh, Dreimeister? Yeah. Cool. One of their fa- in one of their factories, one of the vats of chocolate began to leak and spilled over a ton of liquid chocolate out into the cold German night on the road Willy Wonka. and, and Willy covered Wonka. an entire st- <laughs> Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. <laughs> covered an entire street with chocolate <laughs> when it hit the street it froze yeah right it is January and so, and so it took 25 firefighters using blow torches and hot water to, 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 to pry off and melt away all of this all of this spilled chocolate you should have just chocolate. let you should have just let school out early I know. Can you imagine, like, best day ever, right, for all these kids? But apparently they got it cleaned up. Just and... just shave it off the top. Like, the top layer's got to be clean, right? Just yeah. shave it off the top. Free chocolate. Yeah, the, the owner of the factory said if it was closer to Christmas, it probably would have been a disaster. But eh, no big no big deal. I guess it's just an, a random Tuesday in, in Germany when yeah. milk chocolate's flowing through the streets. Europe's a different place, man. Um, so one of obviously it's in, a different in place. Addition, but what I mean by that, it's it, it's like a different place. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. You know what I meant. Yeah. I realized when I said it, I was like, like it's not the same it? place as other places. Yes, it's its own different place from yeah. other places. Right. It's not the same. It's not like it's not here. It's there. Yeah. We're talking makes about it Germany, not different. Not rest of the world. Right. Right. Because it, it's its own Germany. place. But w- what I what I meant was what I what I what I meant was that it's different from here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think anyone is not understanding what you're saying. Yeah, okay, I figured. I just wanted to be clear because clarity on a podcast is key. Yeah. You don't want to be just saying things. You should strive for that. Strive for clarity? Yeah. 
Okay. Maybe I should start doing that. So, in addition to Guinness World Records, sure, and Joel Heiss, yes, that's a staple. Uh, what what what's the other thing I like to talk about, David? Crime, crime, and it's specifically dumb crime. <laughs> dumb crime is <laughs> my the best favorite crime. type of crime because smart crime gets away with it, and we don't even know about it, right? <laughs> if but, it's smart, it does not make the news. Exactly, unless it's a Joel Heist, and this <laughs> yes, unless it's a big deal. Uh, speaking of which, I just watched the uh, the video interview. Of um, the eyewitness from the Swedish Joel Heist. Oh, no. I found the video. And he's speaking in English. It's perfect. I love it. I'll show it to you later. Please. Okay, so the very observant Igor Campos, owner of Campos Tax Services in San Lorenzo, California, um, was at work one day, and his, his office is right next door to a now-closed Chinese restaurant. Okay. Um he started hearing noises coming from the from the restaurant, which was odd to him because it, it had been closed. And uh, so he went over to investigate, and he found in the grease vent a uh, a man. Is that a person in that photo? That is a person That's covered a- head to toe in grease. Oh, uh, he's trapped in this grease vent. He had been there for two days. No. So fire and rescue came and got him out. The sheriffs took him away. And uh, I think they charged him with trespassing. and, and On top of being stuck somewhere for two days? Possibly possibly burglary as well. And, and an um, ER bill. Yeah, the, the problem was he, he didn't actually steal anything because he never actually made it inside. <laughs> so he tried to get in through the vent? Yes. It's like, it's greasy. I'm kind of a small guy. I'll just, bloop, I'll just slide right through. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Berman. So we've now had tunneling into a convenience store from the bottom. Bad idea. Not Going yet. in through the grease vent. Bad idea. Absolutely. What's wrong with the good old-fashioned break a window and just go in through the front? That tends to have more success than what these other guys are trying. Yeah. If you're quick enough, you'll get away before the cops get there. Now, I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying if you're going to commit the crime, spend a little time thinking about your plan of action before execution. Right? Just good advice for life. Measure twice, cut once. Just good advice for life there. Good life advice. And then finally, this may be um, my favorite story of 2019, and I know it's a young year, but yeah, I don't know if day 10. I don't know if this story will be topped. Ten days in, the poor people of Alabama had to go. The poor people of Alabama had a rough week. Like the the ones that don't have a lot of money. No, no, as in the people of Alabama who root for Alabama football. Gotcha, because they lost. Because they lost. Mm. Um. But there was a small miracle, a small post-Christmas miracle. An 18-wheeler um, carrying, let's say heaps, heaps, <laughs> heaps of chicken tenders um, spilled the chicken tenders across a highway. It was a Highway 35 in, in Alabama. And... Um, so any type of spillage on highway is going to cause some delays, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to come and clean up stuff. Yeah. But apparently, uh, in addition to just there being debris on the highway, people I imagine were, chicken nugget debris, chicken yeah. tender debris. Excuse me. People were actually getting out of their cars and eating the chicken tenders. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so when? Well, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Stop everything. Stop everything. Okay. So. There's a road in Alabama, and a truck dumps chicken tenders all over the place. A highway, like a high-speed highway. Okay, where cars normally travel 75 miles an hour. Yeah. Okay? And people are getting out of their vehicles, 
to not just scoop up these nug- t- tenders and drive away and cook them and eat them later like a semi-civilized person. They're getting out and like I have them on all fours like cows grazing on these chicken tenders on the freeway. Am I am I getting that correctly? Uh, yep. No, yep. come on, Alabama. I mean, that's what the story says. It's hard to believe, but let, let me just read to you. Let me read to you the Facebook announcement from the Cherokee County Emergency Management Agency of Alabama. It's becoming a staple of journalism. Okay, let me just let me just read you this statement. They say, public service announcement. The Cherokee County Sheriff's Office is asking that no one try to stop to get the chicken tenders that were spilled from the 18-wheeler accident last night on Highway 35. You're creating a traffic hazard. It's a crime to impede the flow of traffic. Those cases have been on the ground for over 24 hours and are unsafe to consume. Duh. Anyone who was caught could be facing charges gross so i didn't realize times were that tough in alabama i mean you lose one football game and everyone loses their minds i know everyone is all you know in a tizzy about building this border wall and whatever your views on that good whatever that's fine okay but maybe we could use that five billion dollars and buy the people of alabama a nice clean meal so that they're not um, exiting their cars on the highway. How hungry to, are they? To consume frozen chicken tenders. Right? Maybe. I, I don't understand that story at all. I don't understand it at all. I guess the only explanation is just Alabama, right? I yeah. Mean, also, the, the chicken tenders were like spilled. I think it took like two and a half days to clean them up, right? What, Which what, seems like a long time. Why is it taking two and a half? Yes. And it, it, and the, so, the, so, the, so the tons of chocolate in Germany took less time to clean up than the one truck of chicken tenders? Well, I think you have German efficiency versus non-German efficiency here, right? Very, very carefully not saying <laughs> Alabaman inefficiency there, I noticed. I don't want to upset our fans in Alabama. Right, well, they're all upset. I'm enough. on your side, Alabamans. If I saw chicken tenders on the road, I'm not sure I wouldn't stop. I'd like to say I wouldn't. I would like to say But it's that one of those things you don't know until you're in that situation right, how well, you're I, going to react. I'm not going to take it I'm not going to just leave an opportunity like that laying there. I'm going to scoop up those chicken tenders, take them home, clean them, cook them, and eat my spilt <laughs> garbage food like a civilized person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, this is one of the 20 different ways that the zombie apocalypse could start. So <laughs> eating the, the spilled chicken tenders that have been out for 48 hours, easy way to start the zombie apocalypse. Absolutely. And uh, the odds makers had it starting in Alabama. I think that was the... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I'm tired. Yeah. Should we call it a wrap? I do not want to rap with you. That would not be good for anybody, but especially for us. Did you see James Harden get plunked in the face by Giannis Antetokounmpo? Yeah, it was so deliberate too. You think so? Uh, maybe. I don't think it was. I don't think it was deliberate, but I think like at some point he realized it was going to happen, and he gave it a little extra oomph. So like as he's making the pass, as his seventy-five foot long arm starts making that pass, he sees James Harden there in the corner, and he goes, "You know what? I'm going to put a little extra on this." Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Did we talk on the show about uh, Steph Curry doing the double step back move that James Harden did? No. Yeah, we talked about that on the show? I don't think so. So I don't remember if that, we talked about that on Monday or not. But if we did, sorry for repeating myself. But So Steph Curry did this. Uh, he Allow tried myself to repeat myself. Did I say that? No. What? I'm saying that. Okay. I don't even remember what I just said. Anyway, so he did that. He tried that 
uh, James Harden double step back thing, and he got called for a travel. Yeah. And so down the court, he held up a one and a three on up against oh, his jersey. I think you did say that. Like yeah, he, was, I did say that. Okay, never mind. So that's old news. That's old news. But I still think that's a, a funny, interesting thing that happened. Yeah, basketball's finally uh, getting to a point where things matter as we approach the All Star break. Yeah. Um, Are any Lakers safe? Is the only Laker no. who is safe in his position named LeBron James? And I'm talking front office, ice cream vendors. I think Magic. Rob Polinka and LeBron James are the only ones keeping that 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 have 100% job security through the rest of the season. Everyone else from the coaching staff down, uh, not named LeBron James, is up for fire or trade. Hmm. And I don't think they should. I think. Well, I think I think Kyle Kuzma. I told you at the beginning of uh, the season. I thought Kyle Kuzma was a more valuable piece than Lonzo Ball. Now Lonzo's playing better. But he is shooting under 50% at the free throw line, which is just baffling to me. I'll never understand yeah. that. But he but, does average like one free throw a game, so it doesn't hurt them that much. Yeah. I mean, if you're a point guard that's supposed to create, shouldn't you get to the free throw line more than once or twice a game? No, but he doesn't hold the ball. I mean, he gets the ball and then he, he gets rid of it like okay, right gotcha. away. He's not like a penetrator. He no, he'll do that. Right. He'll do that a couple times a game. Right. Yeah. So what other, what other, there was some other NBA shenanigans that you, that you mentioned to me earlier that I thought oh. were really funny. <laughs> yeah. So JaVale McGee, uh, center for the Los Angeles Lakers, he was a uh, fouled going to the basket. It was a hard foul at, uh, around the neck. And, uh, and the defender was called with a flagrant one. So that means that Lakers get to shoot two free throws and then get the ball. And so JaVale's shooting his free throws, and and there's no one around the key waiting for a rebound because Lakers get the ball. Yeah, it's the same thing as a technical foul. Yeah. So he gets two free throws. And uh, after the first, he makes it, and then he uh, goes and gives high fives to the Ghosts. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, so that he, would be around the key. So he did the high fives as if the players were as there. As if the players were there. Yeah, stick his hand out to the right, stick his hand out to the left, reach behind with one hand, reach behind with the other hand. And in the background, the, the Lakers, especially uh, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, they're just cracking up. They're dying. JaVale McGee, he's a funny guy to watch. And, you know, I didn't really pay that much attention to him when he wasn't on the Lakers. Now that he's on my favorite team, I you know, I see him multiple times a week. And he's just an interesting guy, man. He's got, like, his rap career. He does his fanny packs, his weird hair. Like, he's just – he's – extremely interesting if there were a reality tv show Rolanza ball's not the ball in the family not compelling tv if you were to have a camera crew following javel mcgee and lance stevenson that would probably that would be the best tv show i'd watch i'd i'd if there were a 24-hour stream i'd You'd be, watch i'd be I'd, I'd have that up at least a couple hours a day i would watch it and i'm not even a lakers fan yeah. i'm not uh, so so we'll see. Uh, the Lakers have not been doing so great with LeBron James out. We, we talked last week, or we talked last show, about how um, in LeBron James' what 16 games that he missed over the last couple seasons, his teams were 1-16. in 16 or Not good. Yeah, they did won one game. Um, yeah. But Lakers have now won two games, so they're destroying that stat. <laughs> they they're are. They're making it meaningless. They really are. Yeah. So... But, yeah. I wanted to mention uh, there are some players that don't get a lot of attention because of where they play. A player that is suffering from that a little bit Jim this Fredette. year. Jim Fredette. Well, no. D- yes, but no. Huh. He's in China, and he's balling. They call him the lonely god. Not because he's like by himself and lonely, but because he's so, he's good. so good that he stands <laughs> apart. He stands alone. The lonely god. So that's a cool nickname. And that's he's, really cool. He's doing that. But no, I was talking about Darren Fox in yeah. uh, Sacramento. He did something really cool. I think it was on Tuesday where he uh, he went up for a dunk, 
just threw down a vicious dunk, and I think it was Vojevic for the for the Magic or something. I don't remember who it was. Vucevic? Vucevic. He went up for the to block, and then like halfway through his jump, he realized what was happening and who was coming at him and how high Darren Fox was. <laughs> yeah. And he just like crumpled up in the air, like put his arm down because he knew he was going to foul, whatever. Darren Fox dunks it super hard, and on his way back down the court, he looks right at uh, Vucevic? Vucevic and says, don't jump. <laughs> so basically, he's like swearing at him, telling like, next time, don't even try to jump, dude. It was cool, but Darren Fox is a is a great player, and he, he needs to be freed. He uh, he is super athletic. Yeah, he's um, he's got like that ath- Olympic athlete like athleticism. He could do he could do anything, any kind of sport, and excel. Yeah, right. awesome. Um, and then la- last thing is just update on baseball free agency. Not a lot's going on. Yasmani Grandal signed a one-year deal with the Brewers. He had like a four-year, $60 million deal on the table with the Mets and turned it down. Whoa. Yeah. He got that deal. That player got that deal yeah. and he turned it down? Granted, he's like one of the better offensive catchers, offensive, better batting catchers in baseball. And yeah. he's a good pitch framer, but his defense was so bad in the postseason. He actually was playing for the Brewers in the NLCS. <laughs> right? Now he gets to do it and collect a paycheck from them. Right? I just, that blows my mind that he turned down that much money from the Mets. I guess no one wants to play there. I don't know if it's, I think he was hoping for more. Like he thought, he thought he was worth more. I I don't know. So, I think I don't know if it's just what I saw, but he does not seem like a player that's worth fifteen million a year. Yeah. No. I no. I don't think he is. So we're still on Harper and Machado watch. They're the two biggest names out there in free agency still, and no yeah. movement on that. No movement. Although there are reports uh, that say that the Phillies are kind of all in on Machado right now, and then the Nationals are all in again on Harper. Yeah. And that they've uh, significantly uh, increased their offer. Their previous offer was thirty million per year over 10 years i think my goodness and so um and they were asking for more they were asking for the first talks were 500 million then they lowered it to like 400 million when they got a feel for the market but who knows what's going to happen and uh the uh, greasiest dirtiest sports agent i've heard of represents bryce harper scott boris scott boris (gasps) he sounds russian maybe he's inside the russian bot suit someone check on him why does Scott Boris sound like such a Russian name? It's not. It's not. But say it again. Scott Boris. Eh? Eh? Yeah, yeah, he's Russian. Eh? He's a Russian spy. All right. Um, what's well, it? We got some football to watch this weekend. Excited about that. Hope, uh, hope my Chargers and my Colts and my Eagles and uh, I just hope for good football. I don't know because a lot, a lot of the games, a lot of the games in Wild Card Weekend weren't good football games. They were close, some of them, but they weren't good, fun football games to watch. I'm hoping the Chiefs and the Colts have a fun football yeah. game. I hope the Eagles and the Saints have a fun football game. Rams, Cowboys can be fun. I just, I'm really hoping for some fun football this week. Well, the great thing about this weekend is that every team has an excellent, phenomenal quarterback playing. And in the case of the Eagles, the most magical quarterback of all time. Yep. I'm not going to doubt that. There's something special about Nick Foles. Michael Bennett agrees with everything he says because he doesn't want the football gods to be upset at him. <laughs> That's good. He's like, no, I'm going to... It's like, oh, Nick Foles said that? I'm not going to disagree with him because the football gods will, uh, will uh, not bless me with success if I do that. So, yes, in Foles, we trust. <laughs>